this isn't part of the normal show where we're just like, so has anyone ever written a poem about this? No, you asked. <laughs> Classic segment, our most famous segment, poetry we've written. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horror Cast. This is the creatively titled podcast brought to you by us over at A to Z Horror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting to my left is Jake. Hey, everybody. Space is great. Yes, it is. And sitting next to Jake is a guy who has strength in the face of cosmic odds. It's Mark. Yeah, I got a positive one for once. <laughs> yeah, Mark, you know, sometimes I like to mix it up and toss you a little compliment. Thanks, bud. Uh, For those of you unfamiliar with our Crackjack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. Uh, This week, we watched 2013's Europa Report, uh, which was a Jake pick, and we will dive all the way into that real soon. And when we do, we're going to spoil the living shit out of it, so fair warning on that front. Uh, But first, we've got to do the getting drunk part, so on that score, let's do beers for fears. Jake, Yes, sir. what are your beers for these fears, and why is it Space Dust? Uh, it's not space dust for me actually this week. I got, I have one, I have, well, I have one that's for the movie and then one that I just got because I'll, I'll explain. So, so the one for the one, movie then. is by Groundbreaker <laughs> Brewing. It's their Blondale. Uh, and you know, this is, there's some pretty groundbreaking expeditional type activity in this movie. Maybe even a groundbreaking discovery. Uh, I it's also not- have, because this is as close as we're ever going to get to recording on the summer solstice. I have a, an Anderson Valley summer solstice. Sol- I can't speak. Summer solstice ale. It is a cream ale. <laughs> now, I will drink. Jake, you and I yes. aren't in the same room this week. Would you hold your beer up to the camera yeah. there? So it's a gluten free. I, I got to tell you what. Look at how fat I, this I caught a quick glance at that. That looks like a glass of pale piss. At best, <laughs> lemonade. That is not a beer. Don't take gluten out of your beer. <laughs> oh, it's a gluten free job. Yeah, ground, no, so well, Groundbreaker well, is actually a gluten free brewery. We should, we should clarify that. If you're going to make gluten-free beer, make the beer with gluten and then take it out omission style. Do not make Which it is with good. sorghum or whatever that other bullshit is. Well, maybe like that's why sauce. you get this. Yeah, how is it? <laughs> it doesn't taste that bad. It's just kind of like... It looks weird. Yeah, it's a little flat, but it's okay. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Still, not a bad tie into the movie, so I'll let it slide. Mark, Thanks. what are your beers for these fears? Well, uh, very... And why is it space dust? It's space dust, yeah. It's space dust. That's the... <laughs> That's the go-to one for space, but I have another one as well. I have two. Okay. This is kind of playing off the other aspect of what they're looking at here. I'm drinking Fathom IPA by Ballast Point. I like that. I saw that one too. I thought about getting that one as well. Okay. It's well, what pretty ones good. Did you that get? is neat. I got a space dust because I think that's the law. You kind of have to. And then I also got a pretty pretty interesting one, one that I think I've had before, but I can't really pinpoint when. It's an Odell beer, uh, Rupture. The Fresh Grind yeah. Ale IPA. I got that too. Uh, and Rupture, because this is a movie about various things rupturing. First, space well, like suit. One thing. There's like one thing. That, then oh, yeah, the ice that. layer. Then the whole goddamn spaceship. Then well, everything we know about the known universe. Ruptures. A series. Of, oh, also, Solar Flare. That's like a sun rupture. Lots of ruptures in this guy. Gotta keep up. Wow. Well Welcome done. to the Rupture yeah. cast. <laughs> so i'm gonna go ahead and declare myself the winner of that that's fine and i I'm think okay we should that. dive 
I think we should dive into what's been rocking our horror worlds. Now, I kind of want to go first here, because whereas I won that particular endeavor, I think the chances are slim I win this one. I don't have a lot of stuff rocking my horror world over the course of the last week. Um, I uh, I just had one thing, and I didn't Did finish you? it, because I got angry and turned it off. I started to watch I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House. <laughs> I think I got like 20 minutes in before I turned it off. <laughs> I feel like that's not enough words for that title of what that movie actually is. I am the pretty thing that lives alone in the house? No, alone in the it's bleak not. House? A, no. I am the okay. pretty little thing that lives alone in this ghost house. I am LLC. the log yeah. on the log on the hole on in bleak the bottom Street? of the sea? <laughs> yes, oh that God. one too. Uh, so I think I was just in the wrong place to really give this one a real chance. And since it wasn't on the main docket, I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to give it a real chance. You've I do not care though, for this. You? No, I have not seen I'm the... I think Jake's seen that. Oh, I thought we all three watched it kind of at the same time. I might have tried to watch it one previous time. That movie's impossible. It, I Look, I gave up. Yeah. I watched it. <laughs> no, you did the correct... You made the correct choice, Jack, okay? I thought it you was felt decent. You, were, you needed an adult, and you turned off the TV, and you went to find one. Exactly. That's what I done did. <laughs> wow. So... That's all I had going on over the course of the last week. I tried to and failed at watching one horror movie. 20 minutes uh, Jake, of horror content total in one week. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Have you had anything else besides the Europa Report uh, rocking your horror world? I have kind of a half a thing. I'm going to get to it hey, in so second, did I. though, because while you didn't... Mine's more of a half a thing than yours. Um, wow. While you didn't win the What's Been Rocking Your Horror World segment you did win uh-huh. multiple well you won movies to watch by losing multiple bets <laughs> by, yeah i did the opposite of Last winning week. bets yeah so uh yeah so we went back and did uh, timed it out i believe it was a very ill-advised bet i think brought on by some tequila shots and uh, that's never happened before yeah never. i uh, i think i bet that there were t- two minutes of two bare breasts minutes. in the movie the ruins <laughs> I, I don't think i said two straight minutes i said two total minutes there were about 32 seconds of breasts not, not even, even 32. There were like It was like 10. Max. You're very bad at understanding time. Yeah, you're... I think it might have been two minutes. You know what? I'll bet again. Two minutes. <laughs> it's done. Uh, so I lost that bet because it didn't get that close to two minutes of breasts in that movie. And that, that bet was actually um, against Mark. Uh, yes. I can't even... We had a, an off-the-air bet later that evening, which I'm sure, listener, you can was understand equally what stupid. that entails. It, would, it regarded whether or not Jack <laughs> would be able to get something done by 3 a.m. Oh, he, he oh that's right. Yeah, and yeah, I was he not. Didn't so he I, lost the bet. Uh, in my defense, I did do some extensive googling to see if I could change the way Google Drive said something the time that something was uploaded, because uh, I had it uploaded by like seven a.m. Hmm. It just wasn't three a.m. So I, I looked anyway. into cheating. If that helps my case at all, it, it, it really doesn't. It really doesn't <laughs> because it's my part of the segment. I'm gonna go ahead and award you your movie that you have to watch i've really enjoyed what i've been doing with recent bets that you've lost jack where i just give you one of your prior top ones that has not been going well for me you're really bad at choosing them so it's not been going well yeah i went back to uh what month was this september of 2017 september of last year okay and you picked your top one was kind of interesting mark picked houses october built two that makes sense i picked mother which seems really Weird and retrospective. One of but the worst movies I've ever seen in my so life. So I guess I didn't have a very good go at it that time. You picked a movie called The Hatred. 
Okay, I don't remember anything about this movie. Yeah, so here it sounds very unique. Yeah, let me give you a little bit of backstory on this. We were all trying to avoid picking it because it came out in September of last year. So it was kind of not really your top one, but sorta. I'll go ahead and say that. Uh, You said you're really fucking tired of talking about it at this point in time when you picked this movie. And you'll probably come to regret this pick. It has huge things go bump in the night potential, though. And those things scare you, Okay. So you're going to have to watch it and you're going to have to tell the listeners if it scares you. Uh, if I could negotiate a little, can I watch it again instead? No. Uh, no, you can watch it, but not that does not fulfill your your debt. That is the best. Son of a bitch. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. So I'll watch, watch the hatred. The hatred, twenty seventeen. I believe it's on Netflix. Fair enough. As for Fair my enough. half a thing, you'll remember this is quite a few episodes ago now. I don't know why it's taken me so long to get through it, but I've been kind of continuing along through the terror, the AMC show. I have uh, never heard of this. What is this? I'm through it. I'm through the terror. And Oh, yeah, you talked about this a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was okay. I have a really I'm on the record with having a really tough time with the way in which shows are structured. I have a tough time with that drama arc because you have to have it within the context of both each episode as well as the season or series, mini series as a whole. And it just kind of starts to wear on me as it progresses. Uh, that the like there are very few that have ever managed to not do that to me. This one is no exception to that. Uh, <laughs> I think ultimately I would recommend it if you have access to AMC, but I wouldn't necessarily go out of my way to watch this. It's definitely not must see TV. I do really. I'll maintain. I think I said this the last time. I really like the setting i like the idea that they came into this with with like lost voyage northwest passage it's really well like the setting world building is awesome love this is the this is the icebreaker vessel right basically yes uh as for everything else it just kind of started to lose me as the season went but so last time you mentioned did it get more lovecraftian yeah uh ish but not okay. really. It got it, it was it was understandable. It it had its moments, but then it just went for it. And it removed all of that element that all it right. was kind of. Well, it made a choice and the choice was non Lovecraft. Yeah, it wasn't super cosmic, Mark. Hmm. Well, we can't all be cosmic. No. <laughs> no, we cannot. Alright, Mark, do you have one complete thing to talk about? That's I have quite a few world? complete things to talk about. Uh-oh. Oh, good. We got a savior. I told uh, you, you're and, not afraid and, of... And a half thing to talk about. Uh, my, I'm going to start with the half thing, which is, uh, we already talked about it, I owe you a movie. Yep. yep. I lost two bets that evening. I'm this gonna was be... the booby bet. <laughs> you were really on a roll. The... Uh, I'm going to be really nice <laughs> to you, I think. I just want you to watch this movie, and I know if I don't make you, you're not going to. So, okay. uh, Shin Godzilla, dude, take the dive. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, oh. thank you. That was a very kind one. Yeah. I'm excited oh. to hear your thoughts. I okay. can't wait. Uh, I, I think I'm just optimistic about nudity, Mark. I go through life with a positive outlook on things. Or you certainly overestimate the amount of nudity in things. He got a Healthy kiss on, optimism. He got a kiss on the cheek when he was in fourth grade and said he went to third base. <laughs> <laughs> Is that I, not third base? Uh, yeah, wait, no, what are the bases real quick? Let's get into this. <laughs> Run them down. It's an First inside base the, is you put your hand out and somebody bunt. sits on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's creepy and weird. 
<laughs> Second base is a wink. Okay, I think this bit's got on a little what's, bit too long. first base? <laughs> I watched the Gracefield incident because Jack recommended it so highly. <laughs> you, sir. This was one of the worst movies I've seen in some time. It's incredible. This isn't... I, I feel like you may have sold it a little incorrectly because it's not like bad because it's boring and generic it's bad because this is the horror version of the room this is like i am legitimately very curious if tommy wiseau had a hand in making this because it makes (laughs) no fucking sense the dialogue is nonsensical last time jack you you mentioned that one of the like key terms with like key phrases when they originally find out something's wrong is birds don't fly at night. But what you failed to mention <laughs> is that the rebuttal to that line, they'll kind of heard like off screen. I don't even know who says it. They just like 80 yarded in is someone going, I knew it. <laughs> I don't remember. Wow. That. It's kind that of hard to hear. Rage. Like I just, I, I was paying attention cause you said that line. And then, yeah, one of the dudes from like off screen is I knew it. Did, like they were arguing and- about it. Mark, you can confirm that this is a remote, isolated cabin to cut off their resources until it's right next to a commercial cornfield. Yes, but also it takes them like 10 minutes to walk to the cornfield. So it's not even next to the cabin. It's just away from everything. <laughs> yeah. It goes uh, like the, cabin. Did you notice then... the CG they used to make the corn rustle? I did. Wind? I don't know if I would have noticed it as much unless you had. I mean, I mean you had said it before I watched it. So it's such. It Such didn't a look weird that use bad. of CG. <laughs> what a weird why do it the at thing, all. If that's the thing you're singling out, then well, I well, mean that's, that's look, you the one that was wholly out. unnecessary. You don't even you don't need that CG. <laughs> There's another point where they're like running away. They're trying to find like the first dude who who leaves, and uh, the guy who sounds exactly like Tommy Wiseau goes, "Why doesn't he answer?" <laughs> <laughs> You nailed the accent, number one. May I I'm say, props close, to you. Pretty close. Is this movie trying to be bad? No. I don't I think I legitimately so. don't think it is. Really? Are you sure? The I way Mark's you guys are selling the room it, I was apt. thinking about this. I was thinking about this I, after you talked Jake, about it, Jake. Jake, I think you need to watch it. I don't think I do, A. <laughs> B. Uh, maybe my betting luck will bounce back and I'll uh, make you watch it. Okay, maybe. Yeah, just to make sure all of us have seen it. We can all weigh in. Yes. I, you know what? Review it for the cast. In a hurry, then. If if we ever get to the point where we are like choosing a movie to watch, the three of us, this is probably the top of my list. Why, <laughs> dude? It would be so much know, fun for the listener. You're making an argument for watch this movie with your buddies and have some beers. In yes. the same way that the room is a movie you watch with your buddies and have some beers. I, I am not joking. They are very you marvel similar. at the spectacle about how of how bad it is and like yeah, how in the it same came way to be. that you watch poultry guys with your buddies and have some beers. No, 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 no. That's a different you, no. thing. It boggles this, my mind has, that you don't understand the differentiation there. But there this has no, no self awareness no. whatsoever. Cool silence. That's what we're going with. Awesome. I'm drinking my beer. Can um, you relax? <laughs> No, he can't relax. Jake, you don't understand that you got to watch it. I don't think I do. I think you guys, I think this is some weird slow play, long con bullshit to make Jake watch a movie he's going to hate. And there's probably spiders in it, too. There are no spiders. Nope, no spiders as far as I can recall. There is one of the worst rendered aliens I think I've ever seen. Uh, Spoilers. (laughs) Jesus Christ. There's aliens. And one of the worst rendered aliens I've ever seen. So, uh, tenuous recommend... But I'm still giving it like a one because our scale doesn't go any lower. Okay. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. 
but sort of fascinating. It is fascinating. <laughs> it's fascinating. Uh, it is fascinating. <laughs> I have another strange one that involved a cabin. I watched uh, 2002 Cabin Fever, the original Cabin Fever. Okay. Oh. It's been a long time since I've seen that. Yeah, yeah I had good. never seen it. Uh, and bad. technically, my, my quest this year was just not from this decade, so that counts. So this is my classic movie. It's from 2002 for the month. Okay. Um, this movie is weird. What yes, the it is. hell were they thinking? <laughs> it's hard to say. <laughs> I, I, I just, I like, I honestly don't have a whole lot to say about this, just because it's like this was not what I was expecting. It's, I, I kind of, well, I don't know. It's not as bad as Gracefield, but it, I can see why people were really confused are. by this thing. It's. <laughs> Kind of not really a horror movie. It's almost a comedy. They go for like a lot of slapstick. There's cops that I'm are like partying. I'm gonna have to revisit partying. this one. It's an odd one. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I, I'll tell you. I'm gonna go back and do the uh, what whatever the new one is. 2014. They remade it for some, like a decade yep. later for some reason. I'm gonna watch that and see if. Have you guys seen the new one? I don't think so. So I'm really curious if they remade it and actually just like completely redid it or if they remade it and they just made the exact same movie. Because to make this movie twice would be bonkers. <laughs> yeah. Especially yeah, like why would you remake a movie 10 years later and then do the exact same thing? So I, I don't know. I was expecting it to be way more gory than it was. It ended up just kind of being like slapstick gore. I think the remake is a like psycho situation where it's like a shot for shot remake, except for they added the sound of Vince Vaughn masturbating into it. <laughs> Probably true. I didn't care. F- I didn't care for the two thousand whatever you said two three three two two. 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 Didn't care for it. A lot Have of people kind of like it. Well, I mean, I could get that it has like a niche audience because it is just such a fucking weird thing. Yeah, it's it's but- a thing to behold. Yeah, not for me. No. Not for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, um, this is going to be a little dated by the time this comes out, but as promised last week, uh, we did an E3 roundup. Got a lot of new z- news about video games. <laughs> Jack, you want to queue up the lightning round soundtrack? Thank you for the reminder to future Jack. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You guys ready for this? All right, Mark, I'm excited now. Hit us with your goddamn lightning round. Okay, here we go. Sea of Solitude, an EA original. They kind of just talk about, like, this weird shit of processing dark emotions, but you're, like, kayaking around and there's gigantic water monsters. Seems kind of cool. Uh, we Ooh, Happy that Few. That sounds scary. We Happy Few is the next one. It's You've seen this before. It's been at, like, every E3 for the last four years, but it's actually getting, an act like, a real release date. So August Maybe. 2018, it was in beta before, but it was, like, some weird base management thing, and it looks like they're actually doing something with it this time. So excited for that one. Dying Light 2. This was a big announcement. Uh, I d- you guys haven't played Dying Light 2 or Dying Light 1, but it's a fucking awesome game. It's open-world zombies. You can dropkick a zombie in an electric fence and get points for it. So You don't know what I've played. Uh, but you haven't played that one, right? Uh, no. Is it Stardew Valley adjacent? No. No, it's not. Next okay. up, Doom Eternal is Doom, but more of it. Doom 5 was awesome. Doom 6 is going to be awesome. It's a first-person demon slaughter. Hell on Earth, literally. Yeah, there you go. 
this is sort of horror-ish, but Sekiro is the new From game. Uh, they're the ones who do like Dark Souls and stuff. This one's in feudal Japan. The like the first half of the trailer looks not horror-y, and then the second half of the trailer is a bunch of like samurai demons vomiting on swords. So horror-ish. They do good worlds, okay? <laughs> Uh, next up, Control is going to be fucking weird. It's from the people who made Quantum Break and Alan Wake, but you're basically like the head of the FBI, but like the ghost FBI, and your gun transforms space and time, and I don't really understand how any of that's going to work, but it looks cool. Uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake. You're back in Raccoon City. Uh, looks like they're redoing most of the graphics, but the game's going to be about the same. I'm not really a Resident Evil guy, but hey, you know floats your boat death stranding is gonna be strange uh this is book code... kind of strange now uh no no uh, you're a de it's delivery man strange you're a delivery man you play as norman reedus delivering things but also if you get attacked by the invisible yarn monster then you what? have to strap a baby to your chest or you go off like an atomic bomb this pause is... pause the lightning round you've said a lot of things i do not understand <laughs> first off Something wake and something quake and Alan wake are these words? You're why are what you are, just, what, what are, why are you focusing on that? <laughs> well, okay, I didn't understand those. And then, what do you mean you play as Norman Reedus? You're just yeah, in you, the real world being an actor. You this do. is very confusing. <laughs> okay, no, Norman Reedus is doing the motion capture for the main character. Mads Mis Mikkelsen is in it. Uh, Leah Sadu's in it, and then Lindsay Wagner. They just also said was in it. But Guillermo's this in is, it, isn't he? What was that? Isn't Guillermo in it? He I'm is not like gonna like this game, it. am I? He might. He this might is a game be where you, like a. You can only take the actions that Norman Reedus has already done. No, yes, no, no, yeah. no. It's not. It's not like a playable movie type thing. It's not a. It's not a Heavy Rain type. It's a metal. Oh, okay. It's Metal Gear Solid, but they had a. They broke up. Konami and uh, Kojima did so. So now you walk around with boxes, and maybe people. But also definitely babies. You definitely walk around with like an amniotic sack full of baby that you attach to yourself in order to keep yourself from aging too much. Okay, I've lost interest. We can go back to the lightning round. Okay, resume lightning, resume lightning round. round. Uh, transference. We talked about this last year. This was this is Elijah Wood's uh, Spectrovision thing that he's doing with Ubisoft. It's a VR he's a national thing. treasure. You, uh, he is. He's the. He's my favorite. Uh, he might be a creep. You're dead. He might. Shut be. the fuck you're up, Jack. Well, pause lightning round. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Jack. <laughs> Okay, resume, okay, lightning resume the lightning round. <laughs> Your dad has kidnapped you and forced you to like relive traumatic memories, I guess? Uh, that's what that is. Lorne, I saw almost nothing about this game, but if Dorm if if Doom were a first person Dorm. survival horror and you you need to go watch this trailer because it has the most like ridiculously over modded voice actor just being like if you could walk through hell type thing. It's great. Uh, Call of Cthulhu, there wasn't a lot of information coming out of this, but Focus Interactive was there. They gave a new trailer. Uh, not a whole lot of new information, but RPG elements and, you know, Cthulhu. Uh, the Last of Us Part 2. Uh, Jack, you hate this franchise, so I, whatever. Uh, but it's going to be... <laughs> You're an idiot. The, the trailer was incredible. It's another zombie game, whatever. Metro Exodus uh, coming in early 2019. New trailer. This is post-apocalyptic Russia. You fight ghosts and monsters and shit. These games are great. If you haven't looked into the Metro series, go do it. And lastly, The Sinking City is another really weird one. There's, like, voodoo, blood, glass hallucinations. There's It's Lovecraft. This is the one that I believe came from the same studio that does, like, a bunch of those point-and-click Sherlock Holmes games. But, uh, yeah, seems promising. Might not be horror. I have no idea. The end. End lightning round.
That's All a whole right, lot of video game, enough. Mark. That's a whole lot of video game. What are you most yeah, excited there, for? Twelve of those. What was that? What of heard me? What of those I'm most excited for? The Last of Us Part Two, Doom, uh, and Sea of Solitude might be kind of cool. Pick and Dying one. Light Two. There's a lot Pick of really one. good stuff coming. Pick out. one. You know what? Now that I look at it again, Dying Light Two. Okay, thanks for picking one. Okay, we're going to have to go to the feature presentation now because I really need to go get another beer. Over at ADCHorror.com this week, we watched 2013's Europa Report, which I, so far, got to commend myself. I've been struggling not to say Europa Report or Europa Poor. It's Europa Poor. Europoropore, any number of dumbass jokes Europe I could make. I didn't make them until just then, so congratulations me. You got it out of your system. Yeah. Jake, you picked Good. this movie. Uh, I did. We're going to die all the way into it soon, but first, you haven't picked it. You're going to have to hit us up with a 30-second plot synopsis. 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock, and it's going to start when you start. Okay, so a privately funded mission, I assume it's been funded by Elon Musk, is on its way to one of Jupiter's moons, Europa, which is icy covered. We think there's liquid oceans underneath. While they're on their mission, uh, Solar Storm knocks out communications. One of them dies along the way. The rest of them get there to find some weird lights. Uh, they get stuck and stranded, though, and systematically killed by this tentacled beast. Just in time, though, they get the communications back, and the Earth sees what they found. Time. Time. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you kind of nailed it. That's all yeah, there is. It's, it's, not, like, it's not very fun. It's not a long, drawn-out, hard-to-describe plot. That's what happens in this movie. I mean, I would have messed it up. There you have it. <laughs> you didn't talk about how nice Does the, the solar were. flare thing happen first? The So there are some things about the way in which time is presented in this movie, which we'll get into. Okay. Well, no, let's just say it right now. The time is fucking confusing as hell. They keep cutting between five different timelines. I mean, the timeline is all the same, but you see the story happen... At, like, seven different points in time. Yes. And and the first first. thing it does is there's a scene, and then it cuts to, like, 19 months and 57 days earlier. And it's like, why did you put it that way? (laughs) Yeah. You should have just said 20 months and 27 days. And 34 seconds. (laughs) That's the plot synopsis of this movie, Jack. You know, you did a okay. great job, and I appreciate Thanks. the work you put in. I appreciate it. Time is confusing. Uh, I, I'll accept that answer. Now, Jake, I got to tell you. Yep. I hadn't heard of this movie Oh, before you picked it. Nor had okay. I. This is a complete out of the blue. I went in 100% blind. Nice. I don't often get to go in totally blind to a horror movie, and I did with this one. So, so thank you for that. Yeah. So you're welcome. So how did you hear about this? Oh, um, so I just randomly saw this on Netflix. Like, I don't know when I saw it. You could actually, I don't think this is a funny story. I don't think I ended up writing about this. It's not funny at all. I don't think I ended up writing about this for Cutting Room, but I had intended to. So when I went back to be like, when did I watch this? Couldn't find it. But it has definitely been during the existence of this site. And it's just one of those, like I said, I saw the thing on uh, Netflix and I was like, motherfucker. I think this movie's based on a poem that I wrote when I was in high school. And then I watched it, and it was. And now I'm recommending it, and we're watching it and talking about it. 
Okay, I have a number of things to say. The first of which is just, I want to make a joke about how you were right the first time. That is a funny story in a really sarcastic way, because that wasn't at all But then it actually story. was a funny story. I got really Mission distracted because you said something interesting. Do you have access to this poem? And would you read it aloud? Yeah, I'll read it. So, do you guys... We all went to high school together, listeners. Do you guys remember the whole, like, semester-long poetry unit thing we had to do? Like, we had to build yeah, a Yeah, we portfolio. did, like, make a book. Yeah. Oh yeah, you, Jack, you took a remedial English. This was in an AP class. Mark, do you remember this? No, no, I took that. I took that AP class with you. So this oh, was this was junior year. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Uh, Definitely wasn't senior year because I took zero. I took uh, remedial English senior year. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a tenuous yes, but also I definitely just, don't remember that. I just watched the teacher play World of Warcraft on his smart board the whole fucking time. <laughs> it was awesome. Well, like, degenerates were literally groping each other in the back of the classroom. You sound like you had a fun high school. Jake, They're you look like you're getting base. ready to actually read this poem, and that is so much farther than I had anticipated you were going to take this. Do you actually still have access to this poem? Uh, I might. I'm looking. You didn't? I had, what? I had my mom send it to me, because I was like, I gotta, I'm got. i going to be asked this question. So I had to take a you picture were right. and send it you, to me. Well, good props for recognizing that, because I zeroed right in on that. Yeah. I mean, you so, clearly wanted us to ask you about it, because you brought it up at the first... It's not like we were going to add... This isn't part of the normal show, where we're just like, so has anyone ever written a poem about this? No, you asked. <laughs> Classic segment, our most famous segment, poetry we've written. <laughs> so the funny thing about that? this poem is it's not really a poem. There was a There was one of these that's just like... You have to write something that's exactly 100 words. Do you know the types of assignments you get in high school where the teacher is clearly just given up? There's like, there has and to this be was X one number of most things. of them. We yeah. had like one of these assignments a week where it was like, this one has to be a haiku. This yeah. one just has to be song lyrics. This yeah. one just has to be 100 words in an order. Like, <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Poetry this was just a lot of write something in 100 words. Exactly. I'm excited for this. I'm pretty okay. sure for mine, I just stopped writing. I just I wrote like a normal thing, and then I just oh. cut it off. I mean, I, I I used a method too. It wasn't like it was clever. You'll see. There are a lot of ellipses gonna, at the end. I'm definitely gonna embed some like uh, soft bongos under this. Some real beatnik shit. No, it's not beatnik at all. It's just it's not even a poem. I just wrote some things. I kind of tried probably the, hipster. I did the Mark thing where I stopped, but I just used a bunch of ellipses. So it's called Europa, and it went like this. Huddled together in a small, dimly lit room, staring quietly into small television sets, members of NASA wait with anxiety. Years of careful planning have led to this moment. Millions of miles away, perched atop a frozen ocean, the probe prepares for exploration. Through the bright television screens, the massive body of Jupiter can be seen. The probe then contracts and molds itself to the alien surface. Electricity fills the room of men as the ice melts away and it plunges into the abyss. A light clicks on and bubbles rise through the darkness. Camera tracks something. Tail. Turns. Jaws. Static. That was it. Yeah, you kind of nailed it. Wow. <laughs> so I saw this movie and I was like, motherfucker. And then I watched it <laughs> and I was like, motherfucker. And also, so Jake, you're a pretty it. good poet. That's some shit right there. You're, you're, I wrote this you're fucking movie. I want royalties. I want them now. <laughs> As just to close the loop on this, uh, Jake went to high school in the early 90s, so there's no way that he did. He saw this movie first. Correct. I also wrote this roughly, I don't know, 
to eight to ten years before this movie came out. I don't remember when we went to high school. Well, Mark <laughs> just said it was the early nineties. I mean, I don't really understand the bit he was doing there, but he shit. Were we in high school say- in the early nineties? <laughs> That's yeah. Are you just not listening to anything? Wow, we are just on fucking fire. Mark's making nonsensical jokes that you're not listening to. This is just going off the rails. Jake's reading reading 100-word exactly poetry. I'm making jokes that aren't funny. It's prose, Mark. So so we're right on par for a usual episode, I think. It's prose. All right. Jake has made a very good point, though. We should interject more poetry. There you go. Easy horror poetry corner. Yep. 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 All right. What in the fuck subgenres of horror does this movie fit the fuck into? Sci-fi. Mine. Bam. Okay, good. (laughs) Jake, your movie. Found footage. What? Found footage, Mark. Sure. Found footage. Sometimes. They didn't really find it as much as it was beamed back to them. It doesn't matter. It's found footage. Get the fuck out of here. Well, sometimes, sometimes there's dramatic shots of what's going on in the cockpit from inexplicably omniscient cameras. Yeah, that's a, yeah. Mark, I'm it's leaving you the good one. You shouldn't be saucy about this. It's infuriating. Monster. Well, okay. Kind of, yeah. Okay, it is. Sure. I Yeah, I would I would say that the same thing that is the monster portion of this movie is the alien we go to them portion. It definitely alien we go to them. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yep. I mean, that's kind of the same thing. Yep. That's exactly what I just said. See, he's not listening to me either. What? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Are we, uh, done? Are we done with that segment? It's a sci-fi alien, we go to them, found footage movie. Foreign. I Is it? cannot confirm or space. deny that. Jesus Mark, Christ. Mark, that's, that's not even what that means on a movie. Oh, God. On our perfect system. I will tell you, though, this is directed by uh, Sebastian Cordero, and he's not from the U.S. He's from Latin America. So, And, and it stars Charlto Copley. It has, it has a very international cast. Okay, so maybe it is foreign. I don't know where this movie originated. But it's not foreign because it occurs in space. No, it does. <laughs> Jack, oh, I have a question for you. <laughs> yes, sir. Is it is it indie? Uh, it seems like it. Look, all I can find about this shit is that it was made for, quote, less than $10 million, and it netted a hundred and twenty-five grand. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, <laughs> I think it's pretty indie. Yeah, I mean, this I, was not made for less than one hundred and twenty-five grand. I can promise. No. I can good and goddamn promise you that. Nope, they lost money on this thing. I I don't know though. I mean, I, I honestly don't know where that information's coming from. It's it's fucking Wikipedia, man. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, I mean, the fact that none of us. Well, I mean, I guess you had heard of it since you were the one who picked it, Jake. But, but it was only because like, I stumbled into it. Neither Jack nor I had heard of this. I. You know, there's probably no marketing budget. There is no big yeah. name actors in it. So this is an Dexter's inter- brother. This movie is an interesting bird. It like flies way under the radar, but it has people in it. I guess it has Dexter's brother in it. It has the woman who played House's wife after House got really weird. House yeah. had a wife. Yeah, he married a Russian chick, maybe a prostitute for like a green card thing. But then was, he was that the one who was the Russian Cuddy in this jealous, movie too? But then also they fell in love. I think. Oh, that Before sounds like something faked House his own do, death. If I'm being honest. House got really weird after after um, 
what's his fucking name? Um, the the Hamilton guy. After that guy got involved with House, the show got really strange. Lin Manuel Miranda was on House. Yes, he played like a a co psychiatric inmate who did raps with House in the psychiatric asylum institution. Oh, we need to find footage of this. So we it's have now spent more time talking about House than this movie. Have oh, you yeah, listened to right, our podcast right. before? This is how it goes. <laughs> uh, and then House got married to the the Russian oh, we'll continue woman, Anya Katya, whatever Good. her name is in this movie. Katya. So yeah. I think that's taking us toward what this movie does right. Okay. Interesting. I mean, is it casting decisions? <laughs> I mean, look. I mean, I don't know. I I don't know. I hadn't really seen anyone other than Charlto. Yeah, I totally agree. I didn't recognize anybody other than Copley. And then Neil deGrasse Tyson just has like a four-second fucking cameo. But and yeah, that's not even that he doesn't, doesn't have a cameo. They just used footage of him. That's a cameo. <laughs> is it? Uh, I think you'll find it's not. Uh, for those of I you out there who don't know Charlotte Copley's name off the top of your head, because I constantly have to look up what his name is. His He's, name actually uh, is Vickis Vanderveer from uh, District Nine. He's the South African Wickes. guy. I'll let yeah, you choose which name is harder to pronounce. Recognized him, and I recognized Dexter's brother. Okay. Which one's Michael? Which uh, one's which one's Dexter's brother? He's like the villain, the big bad of the first season. Spoiler alert for Dexter. He plays the oh, the Dexter's the ice cream yeah, man. The, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh. Okay. The other there American guy on the spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> the guy who has like the the smallest role of the entire crew. Yes. I don't even know what he does, rightly. It says he's an engineer, but then it seems like he's, like, the medical guy. He's No, 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 no. he I, definitely wasn't the engineer, because I thought it was really funny that they gave, like, the older Russian dude chief engineer, and then they cut to Charlotte Copley's character, and it just says engineer. <laughs> but I think it's an like engineer apprentice. under his character, too. But, but I mean, this is uh, kind of moving past what it does right, but they got real lazy with the camera subtitles and what was a diegetic subtitle and what isn't. Okay, yeah, we're so get before, into a lot we, of that. before we move too far, then, what does the movie do right for you guys? Wow, I'm going to go. I, <laughs> okay. I, I do think this concept is an interesting one. Like, their space exploration is interesting, and taking a story or creating a story out of what we think about when we think about, like, do there are oceans underneath sheets of ice on this moon out by Jupiter, creating that lore for this movie is a cool concept and i like that and that's really what drew me to it when i first saw it and i think that given that it executes on it about how i would have expected obviously there you go like that's concept and story i guess both of those things are pretty i they're pretty unique yeah i want i'll absolutely go along with that yeah i want to elaborate on that too because one of the interesting things this does for a movie about i mean like we said, it's an alien, we go to them monster movie. The alien only kills, I mean, I guess it does end up killing almost all of them, but also. Everyone you, but one. No, I You have a two. lot of, you have a, you have a, you have a confluence of a lot of different fears because you have, uh, Copley floats out into space. He's the one who, uh, he just kind of, he's on a spacewalk, things go poorly, and he just gets kicked off and can't do anything about it. And that's all, I mean, that's horrifying. But you also have, yes. in a space movie, you have drowning, you have radiation, you have just people in darkness. They, they kind of push together a lot of themes. And I, if they had focused entirely on just this one creature doing everything, this movie would have been 
worse, like a lot worse. I like, agree. With totally you. I fucking agree. boring. Yeah. I mean, you see what three frames of the creature? Yeah. I mean, certainly more. Like, it's that. just an probably three eerie seconds. blue light sometimes. Yeah. Uh, which I feel I think like you is... only see three seconds because they slow down the footage. Yeah, they pa- well they pause on it at the end. Yeah, you so it's three, it's three of the found frames, but it's like 120 of the broadcast frames. Sure, there saying. you go. Yeah. Well, what's the frame rate of the camera filming the found footage TV? It's usually about 40. I don't know. It could be 60 if it's a nice camera. Probably not a nice camera. There you go. Well. 40. The one camera the guy brings along is way too fucking big for a handheld camera for fun to bring on a spaceship. <laughs> Stupid. Jack, what did this movie do right? Seriously. Uh the scene the the scene where they get the probe underwater was chilling to me. The when they kind of it's kind of too early on in the movie really they land they get the they they drill a hole in the ice, they get their probe under there and it's swimming around. I was glued to the screen waiting yeah. for something to come up and then nothing I, does that's yeah. really fucking effective well I really <laughs> I, this is this is bordering on nitpicks so i might bring this back up in a minute but i'm just gonna say it right here and then they're like oh there's some radiation source interfering with our camera let's swim directly toward it yeah <laughs> see what well, happens gotta oh it, it cut out they gotta find it they're there for exploration that's exactly what they're gonna do explore i i agree completely like that's what is cool about thinking about Europa. Like that sets the stage. Like, what do you want to do? You want to go there and get down underneath the ice and see what's in there because there's probably a giant sea creature in there. And from a meta perspective, you don't aren't aware of the budget of this movie yet. You haven't figured out what the movie direction, the movie's going like it hasn't revealed itself to you totally yet. So anything could be happening. There could be a giant thing. It could, and it ends up being, you don't see anything. And I think that's super effective. What else we got? What else to do right? I'm just going to, this is kind of small and it actually dovetails in well to something that I need to talk about later, but this movie is very aggressively cut. Uh, the editing team, did, they uh, they had a vendetta against this movie, I think, but um, what they, they had a few <laughs> interesting cuts, particularly toward the beginning of the movie where they cut directly from the celebration on board. Um, so I'm just going to explain kind of how the timeline works for the first third of the movie. You see the solar flare hit them and they lose communications in the first bit. And that's kind of the inciting drama. And then you flash back to them taking off and then you flash forward a little bit to them actually being in space. And they're like popping bottles and celebrating, Hey, we didn't buy, we didn't die in a giant fiery explosion. Um, and they are all sitting in one like kind of common area room, and then there's a hard cut to just emptiness, and it's back to when they've lost communications and everyone's depressed. And that type of like juxtaposition with super happy celebration with quiet depression is what this movie... I think that's kind of what they're going for with the editing, and that's probably the best example I could come up with for it. It's interesting. I was going to bring up the editing and what the movie does middle because I totally agree with that. But then a lot of the times when the transitions they use are this screen zooms out and I'm going to show you a half second cut of 15 different screens that you can't pay any attention to aggressively. Like it's 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 aggressive, Mark. You got it right. And it that yeah. pissed me the fuck off. It was stupid. But that Jack that kind of editing was really cool. Was nice to say about this movie. I liked the underwater shot. <laughs> Jack like three seconds of this movie. Um, <laughs> I liked the underwater shot. I've heard a decent amount. I'm not qualified to comment on this. I don't think you guys are either. But I've heard a decent amount about how this movie is 
pretty okay from a scientific standpoint. It has its issues. Yeah, it's not so egregious, and I think this. I, I, was, I, I had a note that I was I was more willing to suspend my disbelief in terms of the the scientific aspects of the space stuff than I expected to be. Um, I heard it was decently you know what? good hard sci-fi. We are gonna. It's it's decently good hard sci-fi purely because of the plot and the story. The supporting science we will get to later. Okay. Yes, I have a big note about that. But it, it is also running into trouble because we have movies like The Martian, which was so the opposite direction now since then. And even, I think, from the cool, like, space is terrifying angle, Gravity 2, which I think is has its own scientific, but whatever. I uh, had some um, issues with Gravity as well. Also, fun yeah. fact, I'm pretty sure didn't The Martian also heavily feature Hydrazine? Yes, it did, but oh. in a much more accurate way. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> Unsurprising. Andy um, Weir seems like he's a smart dude. And, and I mean, so, like, we have these movies where it's it's kind of a victim of I've seen better stuff after, like, before watching it. And that's not this movie's fault, but I couldn't help bringing it in when I watched this. Gravity did a better job of the actually making it seem terrifying floating out into space. This one seemed like he was floating off into just blackness, and it didn't feel the heaviness of space. Well, and this also definitely really wasn't the first was. movie to do floating off into space. Oh, no, definitely not. I mean, but, but what I mean is the scenes were very similar to the scenes that were done better later. And that's not really the movie's the fault. But, but of floating off into space? No, I didn't. It seemed that's, like he was... I remarkable. actually feel like this is one of the best examples of floating off into space. Cause yeah, this that got me a lot. Especially, like, you, they are so far from Earth. Like, I just fixated on that. Like, I mean, just, it's also... Get me. I don't know. so far from home. I think I think it's a great it's a great scene because a he chooses to do it right he he pushes right. his friend into the airlock and that somehow launches him off what, what nitpicks later uh, but it's also the most recognizable actor getting a long cameo or not cameo a long soliloquy about like talking to the station as he just sort of leaves and then the slow realization because the way it happens he's moving so slowly that you're kind of almost in shock as as you're watching it just being like so wait why is he not attached anymore <laughs> and, yeah and then everyone yeah. on board kind of comes to the same rec- like realization and they're like can we just throw a rope at him or no <laughs> so he's just gone yeah. he's just he's right there but he's gone like we're fucked I, I i can't really explain it just didn't hit me that hard no i liked it a lot yeah, and then I think it's good. I they don't give it a lot of additional airtime, but I do think it's nice that they linger a little bit on the psychological damage that does to the older dude. Yeah. yeah, and and I will say that's the thing I think this movie does right is it's such a long trip they're on that like this shit happens and they lose people f- relatively early on for the length of this entire trip, and they do still show them like functioning normally and being happy after they've lost someone, but that loss does still feel real. Yeah, like they they haven't forgotten about the loss, but they've also moved on like people would in six months from then or whatever. Yeah, which sort That's of something I think it does well. That sort of takes me to something that uh, it does middle for me, which is the world that they live in. I I like how confined it is. It's a good construction. The space station itself is, you know, it's it's a good set, but it also kind of falls into the trap of everything looking the exact same, and I don't understand how anything works. And you're just right. staring at the exact same, like, white framework for, I don't know, 60 minutes of the 90 minutes. And another big problem with that is that, like I said, the cameras are very inconsistent. Sometimes they're transitioning 
aggressively between the found footage cameras and then a couple of random shots they're like a, a clearly a person filming them on a sound stage yeah. and that it's just such it, there's no discrimination as to when that happens and that really took me out of it like put some color in there put some plants in the background that are alive at the start and then they stop taking care of them and they're dead at the end so you can see like progression of time or something you can't just use the same sterile backdrop and cut aggressively between like six different time zones and expect us to follow along and not just be it's one thing to like try and befuddle your audience to keep them on the edge it's another thing to just outright confuse them intentionally for some reason to try and to try and like to obviously try and put you, you on. I mean, edge. do you like, think it was confusing though? Yes. Did it matter? Like yes. what room was I, I, what? I didn't think it did. Like I knew I knew where they slept, I knew where they ate, and I knew where they controlled things, and that was fine. Like they're not gonna have. Pl- I feel like the only reason you use the plant comment is because that was heavily featured in Moon. Like I I don't understand I what they needed that. to do. I don't understand what they needed to do to, like, make it more understandable. They're on this tiny little thing. To me, that made it better. The fact that it was very hard to understand where they were made it more claustrophobic. I think, yeah, claustrophobia. I think that's what they were going I honestly didn't notice it. Yeah, claustrophobia is the good part, and that's why it's what this does middle. Confusion is kind of the secondary thing. It's really just more monotony. This movie is not a roller coaster. So no, if you're going to have us shoot the same, like just white backdrop, it's not going to be exciting. Yeah. Which no. is, I think why they also, they tried to, I, and Jake, I think that's what they were going for, but, and then they also recognized that when they got to the editing bay and they tried to compensate for that by breaking it up with weird shots of 15 different screens, all crammed those into one fucking, or cuts back yeah. to earth for no reason. I don't yeah. even want to talk about those yet. Yeah, what did we think of the weird cuts back to, like, the guy in the confessional booth explaining the things that were happening? (laughs) It's really stupid. It's horrible. Uh, Like, is this supposed to be, like, a Nova special? Documentary parts? They felt really forced. It it felt like... If it was more consistent, it would have been okay. So, if it was like, look, we have this footage, and we're sitting here talking to you about it, and here's some stuff. And we're sitting here and talking to you about it, and here's some stuff. It would have been more, like, Lake Mungo-y style documentary style mockumentary if you will but it did like a couple really weird things which belong later that made (laughs) it impossible to really pinpoint where this wanted to be from a found footage format standpoint yeah no totally and that's exacerbated by the fact that it's not always static found footage in the shots they use on the spaceship right yeah, there are several different areas that this is coming from. Look, I don't think we need to belabor the middle. Like, what does it do wrong? I think that this is yet another found footage movie that does not necessarily pass the found footage test. I don't know where this wanted to be, frankly. So wait, what's the yeah, found I... footage test then? Because there's a reason for filming. That's 100% true. There's the way yeah. they found it. That's resolved in the last scene. Who's putting Who's putting the, well, I guess the the who is somewhat obvious, but kind of weird. And then the why did they put it together that way is where it really falls apart. Yeah, because I mean, the editing part, who knows? It just fell to someone whose job it wasn't 
to edit. <laughs> and what are they, they want to be like, I'm going to Michael wasn't. Bay the shit out of this as much as possible. Like, I don't know what they're trying to do with the footage that they found. Like, regardless of what purpose you try to jam in there for it to have served, it doesn't really work. So it's hard to believe in it. I mean, totally. there's... And, and again, it's it's exactly... The found footage is just exacerbated by the fact that it's not even consistent found footage on the spaceship. Like, it, it's a problem. Yeah, I mean... It, People have the do they, they have camcorders at certain points, don't they? They yes. have one camcorder. The yeah. one guy has a camcorder that I have my own problems with. But beyond that, there are third-party omniscient shots on the space station that occur yeah. multiple times. And that makes no fucking sense. That's on par with, and then some Colombians broke into your apartment and installed cameras for some reason. Only it's worse, because at least there was a narrative reason for it there. That's was deep. that the Ouija possession? What movie, what movie was that? Uh, it's one that I've, every time I've talked about it, I said, I'm never going to remember this movie again. And I keep talking about it, and I keep fucking forgetting it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It was one I saw on HBO, like, two and a half years ago. I don't remember those shots. Oh, Stillborn? No, not Stillborn. Fuck. Stillborn. Something about birth. After birth. Something about Stillborn. birth. I know. Something about birth. Wow. Uh, couple goes on vacation in South America and gets impregnated by the devil. Oh, I Colombians hate it when that happens. break into her apartment. And install some cameras. Look, I feel like we should go to what the movie does wrong, because I feel like it's been, I mean, 40 there. minutes since we've made a joke. We're already there. Okay. Then make some more jokes or something. You're just sitting here I... struggling. I'm bored listening to ourselves, is what I'll say. This, <laughs> like, we're talking about a fairly boring movie, and it's boring. <laughs> I am really confused by the argument they're having when they first land on Europa, which is two people talking... And they're basically like, we didn't land in the right spot. If we start drilling, we won't get key data. The next person's like, well, we better start drilling then. And then the next person's like, yes. It, it's like nobody what? read the script. It's like <laughs> yeah. they cut out chunks and nobody read the final version. Uh, and then they, yeah, and then they start drilling. And you know what? They get pretty fucking good data. There's a few scenes like that where they were clearly going for something and then abandoned it like halfway through, like a lot of the stuff with the guy's kids and all that shit, like tonally it then shifts and just doesn't come back to it at all. And it's bizarre. <laughs> no, there's, there's supposed to be some like emotional weight there. And then they just kind of forgot about it. Yeah. It's, it's weird. <laughs> um, I'm not even going to pop this in nitpicks. This is here in this movie. I, in the first couple of scenes, I liked that. Like when you see the HUD on the cameras or whatever it is, you see the, the, information displayed it's illegible right it's too like out of focus and blurry to actually read it and so they can't i i was like good people like me can't fucking focus on that and then they immediately went with a paradigm of camera a camera b camera c hallway a two non-labeled cameras exterior cameras labeled with each person's name sometimes once (laughs) the wrong name and then labeling camera A, camera B, and the hallway went back to camera C. They got it as wrong as they possibly could have with things they just the made person, up. They didn't have to put any of it on there. I think the person who threw together like every single camera to just have those moments of like, here's everything, did this. This was all post work because yeah. it's unbelievable. Like it's when they're outside the spaceship <laughs> doing their spacewalk thing and they have the squares around the astronauts. So it's like, Oh, you can see him. He's right here. Oh, and here's the other one. It's like, come on. What the fuck? I like, I <laughs> Is like this that meant there's for CNN. Like what, what was this used for? I like that. There's this 
I like this narrative that we're spinning in the background here, that if this were a real thing, so these tapes come back and it comes to the whatever the fuck Europa Ventures. Just like a real LLC. hungover intern. And they're, yeah, they're just like, Elon here Musk. you go, intern, edit this thing. Yeah. <laughs> which legitimately. It's just like one of us might, at 22. Which legitimately might have been what actually happened. It just wasn't a real thing. They, whatever production company made this, they were just like, here you go, intern, edit this. And this is what we got. <laughs> I'm going to have an addendum to that, Jack, which is uh, the cameras that are placed for the spacewalk. And I I mean, in general, the the spacewalk that the two engineers do, but also the spacewalks they do out on Europa. The camera's not like, it's not like a confessional camera that can see them. It's a camera that's that's like, it must be mounted on their upper lip. Like you can see roughly (laughs) one eyeball and directly up their nose. And I have no fucking idea what the purpose of that would be under any circumstances. Uh, Blair Witch shot. Yes, but they're holding the camera like that in that shot. They're no, it's not mounted. It, a group of a team yeah. of engineers didn't come up with the appropriate way to film this. Oh, it's uh, no the, engineers it's watched in this the movie. Space helmet. It's in the map. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of things, and they just didn't worry about where it was placed. Yeah, yeah. They they, they saw that they got the posts for the day, and they were like, "Ah, oh, damn it! Well, we're not reshooting. <laughs> we're already over budget. We're, we're going to be over ten million if we if we reshoot." <laughs> and I mean, half of the fucking found footage shots just don't have a label, which don't put any labels on any of them. But don't put a label on it one shot and then forget it the next fucking. Well, that's shot. the intern's yeah. fault. Yeah, but quit at the yelling time, at the it was intern. An intern. What do you expect? Donnie the oh. intern really fucked it up. Okay, we get it. Yeah. God damn it. Uh, there were there were uh, major HUD issues in this movie, which yes. is a fantasy it's to point the point for where me. it's not in nitpick station. It's something it does wrong. It is absolutely something it does wrong. Something else it does wrong is that aside from Charlton Copley's death, I feel like most of them are pretty cheap. I guess the last lady goes out on a pretty good note, but like the rest of them, there's just sort of like static the ice. and then the camera cuts out and you don't like nothing happens. They're just like, oh, uh, the, f- dropped the off. captain kind of gets it hard. Yeah, that's she's the last one. Yeah. Right? No, 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 no. Ca- uh, no, the, no, uh, not- no, the actual like what's his role? I thought he was the captain. Oh, 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 the guy who falls out of Mark the chair. Mark captains can be women. Jake captains like can be women now. No, I know. I was thinking maybe she, she was like the pilot and he was the captain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Daniel Wu. I am the captain now. Yeah, and he falls out of the chair as they're landing again and he like breaks his neck on everything. Yeah, was he gets thrown around. Right. That, was, that was good. But yeah, a lot of people just kind of like, it gets all grainy and shit because, I don't know. Because and then it just they sort just of stops. kind of disappear, <laughs> so they don't have to have any effects. Yeah, that's yeah. that's another thing it does wrong. I think the reveal of the monster is really cool, but it weakens everything that happens up till that reveal. Where I'm not afraid of this fucking blue light where shit goes wrong when you see it. That's not as scary a concept as I think they think it is. I mean, well, it kind of is when you're on Europa, but they're reveal. not really selling it. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't. It's 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 in execution, not concept, that it's a problem for me. But it's definitely a problem for me. Yeah, well, because kind of frankly, like frankly, Jake's hundred word story terrified me earlier. But this one just didn't. Thank you. Yeah, it's kind no, of totally. wondrous when you see it. It's like, ooh, there's like this cool light, but you know it's not going to end well. The fact that there's anything happening on this super far away distant moon by Jupiter, it's not good. It's right. scary. Also, they don't even show the fucking blue light until the very end. Uh, How hard is it to make a blue light on a set? (laughs) 
<laughs> what are you talking Sometimes about? Sometimes it's in there. Like when she's yeah. when she's sinking down, you see it in her eyes. Like you see it reflected in her eyes. You see it under the ice too. Yeah, you see blue light a lot. Eh. You see it. I don't know. This they could have done I will say this. It's very confusing when it's blue light and when it's from like something exploding below them or something like that. Just actual light coming from somewhere. They don't do a good job distinguishing. Yeah, so that's kind of my point. Is it is it like a weird blue light or is it just like those were the lights they had that day? Okay, Mark, I have a question. I don't know if this belongs in nitpicks or what it does wrong. Okay, okay. so I want you to explain this hydrazine scene to me. It felt like complete horseshit to me that you could be coated in hydrazine and have the airlock not help. Um, is this is a nitpick, not what it does wrong? You've, you're, you're holding a wooden whistle to your lips. Okay, yep. That was very sexual. Okay, hydrazine is a real thing. They use it as part right, of a, it, its rocket fuel. Uh, it's a colorless, but it's a colorless gas, and it is very toxic and very flammable. It's stored. It's not. It's not stored as a gas, though. It's stored as a like solution, a water solution, something or other. Um, I am not an astrophysicist, for the record, listener. Um, you probably have sussed that one out yourself. Uh, Mark, your A to Z horror resume. I believe you indicated you are a professional as shit astrophysicist. I'm quoting here. We might have to fire you from this podcast. You are hired with certain expectations. Look, if we start having to like actually do the things that are on our resumes, then we're all going to be fired, Jack. Let's be real. <laughs> uh, now, if you get hydrazine on you, it is incredibly toxic, and I kind of buy that they wouldn't let him back in without some sort of decontamination protocol happening. But the big the big nitpick with that scene is why the fuck is there hydrazine inside of like an external electrical panel? Also, hydrazine in the vacuum of space is not a liquid. I'm pretty sure that's true. Yeah, that's just going to boil. I'm pretty off. sure he didn't get coated in hydrazine in the vacuum of space. Well, yeah, I mean, this is also, I, I can guarantee you that these people would have thought that space was really, really cold. Which, I mean, it technically is, but that's not really how it works, right? Like, shit boils in space because there's absolutely no air pressure. So, that you're right. exactly right. Like, that type of stuff would just outgas. Now, it yeah. is, it is like, sort of a gelatinous solution that he has on him, so it probably wouldn't outgas that quickly. But, I mean, most likely what would happen if you were in outer space and you had a shitload of hydrazine on you because things have gone poorly at that point... You know, you just hang out for a little while and you have, like, some type of decontamination protocol, like some wet wipes that they, you know, shuttle out to you somehow. Okay. Question two for our resident astrophysicist. Okay. The artificial gravity that's caused by things spinning. There's absolutely no situation (laughs) where it could cause the room to be spinning, but six feet up the ladder. Where it could cause the room to have gravity, but six feet up the ladder anchored to that room to not have gravity? I'm pretty sure that's not how any of that works. So so I'm going to probably get this wrong. Uh... Because again, not an astrophysicist. Doesn't sound like you. But uh, so you can do you can do the artificial gravity thing from a ring station. That's a very common science uh, science fiction thing. I yes, mean, and it, they show things spinning. It would work in real life, um, but this space station is not big enough to be rotating as slow as it is. So it's it's like v squared over r or something like that is the centrifugal force. So. Assuming that the radius of this station is about twenty meters, give or take. Is that uh-huh. right? And then I actually timed it because <laughs> I felt like it. it it's about a three RPM, three or four RPM. 
you would be having about at the bottom at the bottom of that you would be having it about one seventh gravity and they absolutely do and, not behave like it's one seventh gravity and as you climbed also, up the ladder it would gradually decrease because your r is decreasing but but what i mean is it's this the, the way they built the set the ladder they, there's no world in which this ladder like isn't spinning with it right the whole thing you can't it's not decreasing that quickly right Right, right, right. Yeah, because there's that one scene where the guy's like, gravity down here, and then he climbs up like literally five rungs, and he's like, and now I'm weightless. Okay, (laughs) no. another question for you. Okay. Can you hear the word centrifugal without thinking of the Spice Girls song, This Kiss, when she says, it's centripetal motion. I understand centripetal is different than centrifugal, but uh, did you like my perfect Spice Girls impression? I've been waiting for, for, frankly, years to bust it out. I... Is I was going to say, I think my nitpick with that is that I don't think that's a Spice Girls song. That, that's not is a that Spice, not a Spice Girl song? Girls song. Who sings that song? Is that a Britney Spears song? This no. Kiss, this it's like a Fiona Apple song or something. Bet. It's not a... Well, I will bet you... I will ab- stop Googling. I'll bet you it's not a Fiona Apple song. I'm, no, no, no. no the, the bet moderator. is Spice Girls. The bet is Spice Girls. I'm the moderator. Okay, I've got it. I didn't agree to that. It's Spice Girls. You guys bet. We didn't bet. The only bet I'm I making bet it's is not it's Fiona Spice Apple. Girls. Execute the terms of your bet. I don't think it's happening. I think it's, I think it's Britney Spears or Spice Girls. I'll bet on that. Okay, you I'll bet there's neither of those. Can I, can I toss in a Christina Aguilera? Can I have yes. one of those? Yeah, three? I'll give you. Okay, so it's not the trifecta of Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, or the Spice Girls. In my club, I will splash the pot whenever the fuck I please. Ooh, ooh, that's it. Gambling. <laughs> okay, we're back. Jack loses as he always does. Damn it! Who sings it? Faith Hill. This is a Faith Hill song, is what I just said. Fuck. Faith Hill. Fuck. I is the person. Don't singing. really know who that is. Really. Don't know who Jesus Faith Hill Christ. is. Good. That's unreal. That's <laughs> uh, fuck. Mark, what am I watching? Uh, you're gonna get another number one from. Oh uh, I'll add it to my list. HRR November 2017. You're watching Rift. I remember nothing about this movie, but you seemed to be in on it. I saw this okay. movie. That's an Icelandic Was it one, good? It? Yeah, I watched it. Is it good? I'm not going to tell you right now. <laughs> Fuck. I already talked about it. You already know my feelings on it. You know that Jack remember. doesn't listen to you, though. Come on. Let's be Yeah, real. that's fine. <laughs> Where were... Oh, yeah. This centripetal motion. This kiss. Yep. This kiss. Yeah, that. <laughs> that thing. I have a question. I don't know if this is a nitpick or not. How quickly does information become declassified? Well, so this uh, was... Really, I mean, it depends. You know, shit from uh, Kennedy's assassination is still classified. Yes. So. Would this be declassified? Because this is, like, vaguely modern day. So this ties into one of my first nitpicks, which is... I don't understand whether or not Europa Ventures is a private company. And if it is, it then is that produces company. some interesting shit relating to that question exactly because, yeah. So I this mean, is presumably like a SpaceX type thing. Yeah. Uh, so, yes. So yes, exactly it's absolutely. Pri- I think they make it clear it's a private company. They they said that. I've said that several times. They said yeah. Privately I, funded. I, like I said, I think I wrote that down early, and then they end up talking about it later. But also, I don't right. understand. I don't know what the legal ramifications are. Like, is a private company allowed to produce classified information on a government level? Yeah, so, I mean, it depends on the companies they operate in. One that's operating this, like, 
globally is going to be subject to many different governments and it's going to be the government will tell them to not or to do whatever it the government wants them to do and they can fight with it on the multiple different levels they're going to fight with it probably presumably at this point there's some kind of global government power nato something something that's that's going to classify it and so who knows we're in full speculation and this is a very very clearly like an international crew this this would be like the message comes back and it belongs simultaneously to russia the united states japan china the eu well that's i mean it would come back it would come back to the company right Right. because that's that's who had links to all their shit they probably had contracts with the company with the the countries from which they pulled astronauts and probably took money to get the information yeah so Probably got simultaneously shared, but so the answer to your question, Jake, is we don't know. Awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> they didn't give us enough to go on. Like. A true not pick, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it does. Middle. Yeah, that's all I have left. Uh, I like that this is we somehow for some reason only have one shot at Europa, uh, and our best, our our best like approach is to put people on it. There's a there's a thing where they're going in there. They're like, "Look, this is going to be expensive. We might as well put like nine people on here." Like Mark, fucking people. What? No, people can do what robots can't. Don't you understand? Yeah, die. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, people have strength in the face of cosmic odds. Robots don't. Yeah, they don't. Mark. Robots have face in the strength of everything. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, except for solar flares, Jack. Robots really suck in the face of solar flares. Also, fuck me. How stupid is it that she's going to walk on ice she says I think is pretty thin? And they're just like, yep, just keep checking in with us. She's not an How ice, about maybe? She's not an ice fisher. Keep weighing in. <laughs> While we're talking about the ice, how the fuck does their drill work? It is powered by a rope. <laughs> it's you very You can't just unclear. put a drill, like not, a drill bit well, on a rope the, and dangle it. Why didn't they use it just, heat? Can you use heat? <laughs> Absolutely. Probably. Use heat. You also need pressure, They were worried though. about using heat when they first landed. They said, they turn the jets use... off, I think, 10 meters up. And guess what? 10. If you got a goddamn spaceship, 10 meters from the surface yeah, of ice through. is going you're to melt through. that fucking ice. <laughs> I, uh... Yeah, I don't uh, know. I can't believe you would go to Europa and be like, yeah, we have this drill that's powered by... It's like from the fucking medieval times. But it's gonna work. Yeah, they're going to go down there in a diving bell. Uh, yeah, I mean, they Nothing basically did. I, whatever. It's not good. Uh, I do like that when the, this is a bit of a neat pick. So uh, when they first get there, uh, there's this line that one of the, I think the marine biologist said that says, uh, it's like we've reached Lake Vostok, which is kind of an interesting world that they live in where this was filmed in 2013. I don't think we actually reached the surface of Lake Vostok until 2015. Mm. So somehow (laughs) in this world, we're, we've gone to Europa. We achieved the ability to travel to and return from fucking Europa before we got to Lake Vostok. Between. That's nice. That's good. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's a neat pick. That's, that's a nitpick. Uh, this is a nitpick know. I have with many space movies, but also, why is it so fucking easy for people to detach themselves from a space station? I'm sure that if you're going to design something, you're going to have, like, triplicate wires attached to that dude. Get a goddamn harpoon gun and some fishing line and just shoot it straight to the guy. 
if you're fucking in the rafters of a commercial building, right? You have to have two clamps and you have to be clipped off at all times. Un- you un- if you have to move, you unclip one and you clip to something else. Before you unclip the other, you never unclip both at the same time. These guys could learn a little something from that. And like when he's pushing the guy into the airlock, he can't like he can't grab onto the handle. Like why does he have to put you're in zero gravity. Push the guy in with one hand. <laughs> it's uh yeah. You don't have to uh, you don't have to use all four appendages to like rocket the guy into there. Just this might have been something it does wrong more than something it does middle, but the anti-gravity scenes are all them suspended by wires flailing their arms and legs for the most part, and it's very noticeable that their torsos do not move in the anti-gravity whereas the rest of them do. And it's distracting. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think they did a good job with the relatively low budget and I mean, they, totally. they clearly spent a substantial amount of change on the, whatever, two eyed, no horn swimming blue people eater, but aside, did they? it was there for three frames. Yeah. I guess I never know how much CG works, how much CG costs. <laughs> I wouldn't be, you <laughs> can tell me that it to be CG. hundred thousand dollars. That was like. That was just stop motion animation. That was just I drew three pictures and put them together. It was a flip book. Oh well, I don't, you could tell me that scene cost a hundred thousand dollars, and I'd I'd believe you wholesale. <laughs> it probably did. That's all I got for nit- that's nits pick, guys. I, I'm, I'm just tired of this whole episode. Wow, Jack's really bringing us down. What the fuck? Should maybe, we go to ratings? Maybe, maybe some Faith Hill will uh, will help him up. This kiss, this kiss. We over at A to Z Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how Regina George would rate trying to make fetch happen. That is so fetch. Gretchen, stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. And for 10, think of how Omar would rate the accuracy you'd better have if you come at the king. Hey, yo, lesson here, babe. You come at the king, you best not miss. Stories, the first category to rate these movies. Jake, your movie, yes, your story rating. Uh, Well, I mean, like I said, I pretty much wrote this story well before this movie, uh, so it's a 10, because I wrote it. <laughs> Just a royalty. So I gave it a 7. The, the, the general concept here, I think, is an interesting one and a good one is right out there for you. We know that place exists. It makes a lot of sense to create a story like this. And I think given the fact that they did that, it's not extremely unpredictable, but it's still good that something like this happened. So I think it's better than average. I gave it a seven. Totally. I I gave it a six. I agree with you for the most part. I think where we differ a little bit is the, my favorite aspects of this movie are things they just took from Lovecraft, right? With his Arctic exploration stories. So, all the best shit, and just put it in space instead of in the Arctic or the... Well, but I mean, like I said, this place exists. Yeah. Well, a lot of places exist. We don't know what it... Okay, never mind. Fuck it. And, and, but, but this also, doesn't have to do narrative with... Love, this doesn't have weird. to be Lovecraftian. Like, that. this could just be... It doesn't have to be, but it is. I mean, the narrative <laughs> way it's revealed in terms of you don't know something weird happens and people are being picked off one by one and at the very end there's a creature and it's an alien creature. In Lovecraft's day, it wasn't space. With but tentacles. fuck, this is Lovecraft. Cosmic. This is, this is cosmic. a Lovecraft story. <laughs> So I'm giving it a six. I, I like it. I think it's strong. I think it's derivative. Mark. Yeah, I think it's funny that that 
Jake gave it a high score because a high school junior was able to recreate this story <laughs> in a hundred words. And frankly, not a very creative one. <laughs> um, I gave it a six as well. I, we're basically at the same thing. I think what this movie does well is, like you guys said, the setting. But also, like I said earlier, I like that it mixes up the notes it hits. It has stuff in space. It has stuff on the surface. It has stuff inside. It has stuff outside. There's radiation to be worried about. There's darkness. There's lightness. There's all these other things happening. You're lightness. not at a loss for complexity. And none of the complexity is particularly distracting, except for the science stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's fair. World building and immersion. Jake, what are you hitting it up for world building and immersion? Uh, I'm going to give it a higher score than both of you. I already know this because the science stuff kind of bounces right off me. Um, I gave it a six. I think that the primary reason this was not more immersive is because there are some problematic elements to the found footageness of the movie. Like there are things that you think about, the perfect example being those 15 or whatever screenshots that just kind of jump in there and then some of the time sequencing stuff you have to kind of piece together a little bit more than I think you really should have to I personally like the world of the spaceship I didn't think that it needed to have a whole lot more detail I was fine with it there are some problematic elements which you guys obviously as you've already articulated had way more trouble with but you know still better than average for me uh it's interesting I give it a four and I think it's a testament to how enjoyable the movie was because holy shit, I want to give it a lot lower because the science stuff pulls you out a little bit. The found footage stuff pulls you out on multiple different fronts, uh, including there just being random cameras where there aren't cameras and the HUDs, all, all the shit we talked about that pulls you out. The editing pulls you out. The time sequencing pulls you out. So there must be something that allows me to give it a four that I was still invested at all in these characters and their story and what was happening because I shouldn't have been on paper. So it's a tilt factor for Mark. I gave it a five in true A to Z form. We're circling the wagons. I mean, yeah, what you're saying is right. Um, the, what I, what we haven't touched on yet very much is the performances are really pretty good in this movie. Um, yeah, they are. That's fair. And that, and that sells the situation enough that you're into it but also like like you said with the time shifting there were multiple times where i would you know take my eyes off the screen in order to write some notes about like what the fuck are they talking about what is his injury i don't understand and then three scenes later they'd be like oh also this was his injury like just (laughs) tell us first there's no narrative advantage to going from c to a to b to d to G to F, like just just do it all in order. Well, you can skip around could a little be bit if you had a larger purpose to it. But they were just doing it to fuck with you. Yeah, or just I I don't know. I felt yeah. I I, I don't know. That was that's the biggest complaint for it for me. The time shifting is just impossible. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, scare factor is our third category. Jake, what are you hitting up for scare factor? I gave it a four. Woof. Space is scary. Yeah. There is like a top three scariest way to die in this movie, which is just floating away into deep space. That's fucking terrifying. And then I would also say that like, what's a worse death? A worse death? Floating away in space into nothing and just oh, kind of here being we go, out here there, we go, here we go, or plunging through the ice into on an alien moon into the abyss. Both of those are yeah. Terrifying no, drowning concepts. is number two. Drowning, 
Drowning is a hard number two. Drowning is like one of the worst possible ways to die. Yeah, flo- well, a hard number two means it's like not worse. Floating away into space is the worst. No, 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 really no, no. number one. Want... Number one worst way to die is burning to death. Okay, I you're you're taking this in a we I don't want my body to be out in space, period. But is it floating away into space or is it going into the abyss on some alien moon? Both of those are very bad things and they make me uncomfortable. So I gave it a four. <laughs> I like I like what you're doing there. Uh, I gave it a three, and I wanted to give it more because I agree with you. The concepts are scary, but we talked about it earlier. It just didn't resonate. None of it. None of it was scary to me except the underwater scene with the probe. That was kind of scary, and the final three frames are pretty cool and good and scary, and that's saving it from getting a that's not that's at a hell all of a scary. high score for such little. Okay. And th- those worked, and and I like the concepts. Like I agree with you, the concepts, oh, the concepts are scary. Yeah, they yeah, just yeah. Okay. they didn't feel executed upon. And it didn't hit me. It wasn't heavy at all. I gave it a three. It's I didn't. I wasn't that worried. Agreed. Mark. I went even lower. I gave it a two and a half. None of these things really stuck with me. And the other thing that just philosophically I have a hard time resolving in this rating is like I get the the Charlotte Copley death is very good and dramatic. And would be terrifying for you to experience as a human. But also, that would mean that movies like Armageddon and The Martian and Gravity have similar scare factors. And uh, I'm not I'm not willing to go there with this movie. What about the, would, what about I would the put, plunging I would put, into the ocean? I would put The Martian as a much higher scare factor than this movie. Like, legitimately. Wow. I, I would not. The stakes feel the real. The terror is there. Like, I would put the Martian at a higher scare factor. Uh, yeah, I would not. Yeah, that seems like, that seems incorrect. <laughs> I, and, and I will also say this. We're, I, again, never, never one to blame the victim. But if you're going to walk out onto ice you recognize as being unstable on the fucking moon of Jupiter, and you, and it cracks... Because it was unstable, and you thought it was. I said, I said out loud the words, "This looks unstable," uh, or it's it's thin but stable. If I mean, if it's thin enough that there thin, could be like light shining through it, and you walked out there and you fell through, you're not good enough to be an astronaut, and we should weed those astronauts out of the program. No, 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 no. Jack. Astronauts go into outer space. They don't deal with oceans. Okay. Well, look. I want my astronauts to be Renaissance people. They need Wasn't to be well-rounded enough to biologist? understand how thin yeah, ice is. she was a marine biologist. Shut up, yeah. Jack. And a real, st- yeah, and a real stupid one. Well, look, salt water doesn't freeze, so. <laughs> okay. I think you'll find Except that the Europa. Fahrenheit temperature scale was defined by the temperature at which an ultra-brine solution freezes. Okay, Jack? Is that true? Yes. Wow. A well, saturated brine solution freezes at roughly zero Fahrenheit. I I thought it was made up arbitrarily, which I now realize sounds stupid. <sighs> We're, uh, effects are judicious like thereof is our penultimate category. <laughs> Jake, what's your effects are judicious like thereof score? This is a hard words? score. I've lost track of words. It's a, this is a hard score. Is this it, is a hard one. Is I it, think though? it is. This is a low-budget movie, and I think for... I don't know how low-budget, but low... I think for the most part, it looks pretty good for that. There are choices that are made here that are annoying. And I think that we we kind of covered those mostly in the immersion category. But really, to, to just throw a second dart at it, the HUD is highly unnecessary. And it is also not 
consistent enough. If you want to call that, that's more of like a set aspect, I suppose, because of the style of movie this is. Outside of that, though, I don't think this looks particularly bad. Yeah, there's CG here, but for for a low-budget movie, I've seen a whole hell of a lot worse, so I'm just going to Andy Dalton the fuck out of this movie, five and a half. Interesting. Okay. okay. I'm giving this one a three. Wow. I don't think the effects were particularly good. I think the zero gravity, like I said, every single time it happened was a stable torso with flailing arms and legs. It just didn't look good. I think that every scene that something was supposed to be happening, they shook the fuck out of the cameras or made them break up to the point where you can't see it. They then edit it poorly and put it into big screens that pissed me the fuck off of like 15 different screens, all that's going on. The The reason that the blue light didn't scare me was because it didn't look scary when it was happening. You just see some blue light and then the thing cuts the fuck out. I don't know. The only thing that does look good is three frames of a monster and, and that's a picture book. So I am not impressed with the effects of this movie. I gave it a three. Hmm. Mark. Wow, uh, this is going to be contentious because I gave it a six and a half. Uh, wow. I think yeah. on balance, this movie looks very I, good. I think that yeah. this does sci-fi well. I, I And I'll say to that point, you don't necessarily have to nail the sci in order to do sci-fi well. It helps, but I mean, like, look, if we, that, start, yeah. if we start penalizing movies for, like, trivial scientific things then, you know, there's going to be a lot of fucking problems. People... I mean, I said it earlier, I was willing to suspend my disbelief for a lot of the shit, like... A th- dude, but a three. A three. It looks bad. I don't mm. think it, I don't think anything looks good, and I think the things I do see look bad. Or like they chose to make it staticky because they didn't have the budget. So here, I mean, you could call that judicious lack thereof, Jack, but the... I mean, that's sort of the definition of judicious lack thereof. The one thing that I feel like really looks bad is the surface of Europa. They did they it's, it looks like a Windows render like Windows 95 yeah, it's background kind of, yeah. shot. Uh so yep. that's the one thing that I really like focused in on here. Uh that's the problem. That's the reason it's not higher. Everything else looks pretty good and I did not realize the same issue that Jack did with uh the limbs floating differently from the torsos or whatever. I thought the zero G looked decent. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Jack has a long history of weird effect scores, so <laughs> I like it. Which can take us to overall. Jake, what are you giving this thing for overall? This is a hard one. This is a hard movie to review. This is a hard Clearly. movie to review. Uh listener, we apologize. This, I gave this a six. I think that this is a movie that is probably not going to land with everyone, but it is an interesting movie and it covers an interesting enough angle on space, which I don't think there is quite enough of out there to where this should be something that if you're into the genre you, you and you even remotely like sci-fi, you should definitely see it. But if you're into the genre, I think it's a decent enough entry to, to go ahead and recommend. Six. Interesting. Soft, but recommended. I gave it a four. Um, and that's, I, I respect some of the things it's doing. I can't say I enjoyed the movie. Uh, I, I don't know who I would recommend this to other than somebody desperately looking for a space movie. And there's plenty out there in the genre. Um, I mean, it's not lowest on the list of those movies, but it's, it's not up there either. So I just, I don't think there are that many. There aren't that many, which is why it's a four. Like Mm. it's going to be on that list. But man, I don't like it very much. I just, I didn't like it. 
It's not, I respect what it's doing. It's not a terrible movie. I sure didn't like it. Mark? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, dog. Four and a half. And I'm, I'm waffling to Jake's, to Jake's credit, I'm waffling between a four and a half and a five. And I, I went a little bit lower just because this, in retrospect, this just wasn't a fun movie to watch. No. Uh, I, there's a bit of an X factor here. That's kind of what this whole thing is bent toward capture, uh, capturing like the overall rating. It's not an average. It's, it's what it feels like to watch. And this thing was a bit of a slog. It's 90 minutes, but it feels way longer. The editing is super unfocused. There are large swaths in the middle that are purely confusion because they felt like editing it in a weird order. Um, but I mean, it is watchable. It's got a good cast it is, it's relatively unique in the sense that there aren't a lot of things about going to Europa, but it's not relatively non-unique in the sense that there's a lot of movies about being, like, lost in space. Like Lost in Space, featuring Matt LeBlanc. Great movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> I lost track of well, that train of now thought. Now I got a whole other thing. To- wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. Four uh, and a half well, is what I get. Mark, you're, you're going to have to judge a, a, a competition here because Jake gave it the highest score. Okay. Jake, why should you get drunk and watch this with your buddies? I I truly, I don't think there are that many. I mean, Mark disagreed with this a moment ago. I don't think there are that many movies in the genre that oh, are I like disagree. this. I disagree. There are a the lot. The genre of okay, aliens. Me, give me some. Start naming them. Start naming me space horror movies. Go. Alien. Aliens. Alien 3. Any alien of the alien, alien, alien franchise. Cloverfield Paradox. Oh, God. That movie. Oh, oh, oh. That's a good one. De- uh, so Horizon? No, question, question. Would Deep you rather impact. watch this movie again? Would you rather watch this movie again or Cloverfield Paradox? Cloverfield Paradox. And this. not that close. Not this. that close. I would you? say this by a long shot. Yeah. See, for me, movie. it's Cloverfield Paradox, and it's not that close. Wow. I wonder what I gave Cloverfield Paradox. Please hold. I gave it a four. So I feel like I'm I'm pretty consistent. Yeah, I'm I'm good with that. <laughs> wow. Jack also gave Cloverfield Paradox a four, so it's not and that close this a four, Jack. So they're about the same. The The scientific issues in Cloverfield Paradox are much worse, but it was a more fun movie to watch from start God to finish. Uh, I, I, so I think that what this does that makes it interesting to watch with friends is that, like I said, there, there are not many movies like this. You're just mentioning movies that are tangentially related to space. There aren't that many movies... That take place. There was a season of Power Rangers about being lost in space. You're talking about you're talking about things that are on film that involve space as a concept, not space that is scary. So give us so so gravity Gravity and sci-fi thriller. I honestly Power Rangers does not fit into that category. You can't just be like, oh, Uh, space. So I would recommend Moon. There's there's a season of Power Rangers called the Power Rangers Lost Galaxy where they get lost on a space station somewhere deep in space. I would recommend Moon over this movie. Theme song. Moon. Moon is a good movie. Interstellar. I would frankly probably recommend Armageddon over this movie. <laughs> yeah. Armageddon. No, that's that's baffling. Okay. I'm, I'm actually, I'm going to bow out right there because what you just said should disqualify both of you. Well, I'm choosing no. the winner, so good argument. Yeah. Jack? Uh, look, the, the things that are enjoyable about this movie are not enjoyable if you're watching it with somebody else. I feel like the granules I, will, I was able to pull out of enjoying this movie are not things 
there were just a couple of scenes, and they're ones I might have been distracted from if I was with other people, and they're things that are broken up by nonsense horseshit that's boring to watch where nothing fun is happening for extremely long stretches of time, and monotonous sets, and just not that good. So, like, it's... What is good about it is made worse by watching it with friends and drinking beers. Okay, well, uh, we've had our colander-headed robot calibrated in the last week. We were really concerned about its performance because, um, frankly, it's been getting us some weird shit lately. So we're confident in it now, and it's um, it's telling me Jake just won. So, well, see, I'm still confused about the robot. I don't think we got it calibrated right. No, this is cal. I have the NIST certificate right here. It says traceable. It says calibrated. I don't think NIST has any history of fixing pots and pans robots. I disagree with the results. I'd like to end the episode. Yeah, I would too. Let's do that. Let's do that. This has been episode 93 of the A to Z Horrorcast. To check out everything we have going on, head over to a tozhorror.com or come hang out with us on either of our social media channels. That's Facebook. That is Twitter. Those links are going to be right down there in the description below. If you really like the podcast, go ahead and uh, open up the phone, which I'm sure you're listening to this thing on. Open up your podcasting app of choice. Give it a like. Give it a rating. Go ahead and review it or just send it on over to somebody else who likes horror. Believe it or not, that helps a whole heck of a lot. As always, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. That link's going to be down there in the description below as well. And next week, we're going to be taking a big old shift to a Mark pick. It's Final Destination 3. Yeah! It's about time for summer. It's about time for summery horror movies, and we're going to be giving that to you next week, coming your way. Until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. Have a great week, everybody. You're a poor, a poor. You've, you're, you're holding a wooden whistle to your lips. Okay. Yep. That was very sexual.